Hello, and welcome to the Serving Love Podcast. My name is Meredith, and I will be your humble host. Serving Love is an exploration around some of the paths to show up and live as love and to be of service to something greater than ourselves. We will dive deep into topics such as sacred sex, God, goddess, spirituality, and an array of modalities in the world of personal growth. I feel so honored to have the privilege to share with you here. Thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to the Serving Love Podcast. I am your grateful host, Meredith, and today is going to be perfectly imperfect, as per usual. Um, I just got home from Burning Man on Sunday this past weekend, and had the intention. I have this uh, little closet <laughs> that's perfect for recording. And um, yeah, instead I'd like to be laying in bed with the fan going and, you know, noise may not be perfectly clean and clear and that's okay. That's part of what this podcast is about is loving ourselves no matter fucking what. And I sure got a big old dose of that at the burn last week. Um, and yeah, this is sort of, um, going to be a digestion, digestion dump for me here. And, and who knows, maybe you'll get something out of it. Um, because there's some really incredible lessons that I received last week and downloads and knowings and, um, yeah, I wanted to share them here with you. So thank you for listening. I love you. And yeah, I'm just going to dive right in. Um, yeah, what a beautiful week. If you haven't been to Burning Man, it is this, I don't know, it's like, how do you even, you know, describe it is technically it's a festival out in the desert in Nevada, Black Rock City in the desert. Um, and it is out there. It is pretty fucking far out there. <laughs> And, um, there is over 70,000 people, I believe this year, I could be getting those numbers completely wrong. So forgive me. Um, but just so you get an idea, it's huge. It's big. There's a lot of fucking people. And then, um, gosh, it's incredible. It's comprised of probably thousands of different camps and the art is wild and you're in the desert and these incredible, like beautiful, but also harsh and hazardous conditions and you're in connection and off your phone and you really get to play. Like there's so much deep play. And I am a part of a camp called Naked Heart, which is, um, it's really so perfectly aligned for me in my mission. And Um, there are tons of camps that are up to all different things. And the one I'm in, um, is really, truly all about serving love, which is my purpose here on this planet. And so it feels completely aligned for me. Of course, there are things within the microcosm of camp that, um, (laughs) are imperfect and 
need some adjustments and that's just life, you know, it's like with anything. Um, so yeah, most people in camp, um, are facilitators of some sort around intimacy, sacred sexuality, kink, yoga, tantra, mindset, mindfulness, meditation, um, authentic intimacy and relating. Um, so what our offering is, is that we, um, have a number of domes and we offer workshops all of burn and it's an incredible place to play as a facilitator because I get to bring my desires to the table around offerings that maybe don't feel fully flushed out or I feel turned on about, but I don't really know what they are yet. And, and I get to play with them and I get to make up workshops and see what happens. And I get to make up the idea for a workshop and, and not have a plan and go and feel the room and see what people need and fly by the seat of my pants and serve people in a way that I can feel, um, is the truth of what they need. And sure, that could be my projection. And oftentimes I, yeah, I am stepping into this power of like, actually I, I can feel a lot and I can feel the truth a lot. And, and what I offer is beautiful and, and owning that. And that's something that I really got this burn is like my channel is open to serve it's not about me. I don't attach the teaching to me. But what comes through me is of service. And it was so beautiful to see how free of ego it was for me, this burn. I've been teaching for four or five years now. And um, yeah, it just felt so clean. Um, and it's amazing because, you know, people love your workshop and they come up to you after and they're like, wow, you know, I love you and I love your workshop. And, and, um, it feels beautiful to receive that feedback. And also it's like, oh, thank you. And that was you, you know, I'm reflecting you back at you. And so that's some beautiful downloads that I got as a facilitator and, um, really wanting to show up in a clean, clear way and, and serve people in a way that, that truly is, you know, helpful for them and, um, and void of my ego and not making it about me and me being the teacher, you know? Um, yeah, it's really just about opening the channel and receiving and then, um, letting people have it. So that was incredible. And that was a tangent, <laughs> not where I wanted to go with this podcast, but certainly poignant. And, um, but yeah, I want to digest some things that happened for me, this burn that were just so incredible. And one of my intentions, this burn, this is my second burn. One of my intentions was to stay grounded and, to integrate throughout so that when I got home, the down didn't feel um, so extreme. And there's nothing wrong. I, I, I've got all the approval in the world for, for a big down, for sure. Um, but it was really the, the intention of like, no, this is my life always. 
like this level of connection, this level of intimacy, this level of truth is always available for me on player or off. And so I set that intention in the beginning. It really, it really rang true for me, which was incredible. And something that I've been working with and I spoke about in prior podcast is my attachment systems. And I knew going into it, you know, there's a lot, there's so many people at burn and all different sorts of personalities. And, um, I, and like, I believe that we can say we don't want to run our old patterns, but in the face of it, it can be tricky. And so I prepared myself and I knew that the kind of man that I typically am attracted to was certainly going to cross my path during burn and, and most likely trigger those old patterns in me. Um, and for me, that's looked like a very charismatic, um, man, maybe one with some addictive tendencies. And I say that lightly, usually a lot of addictive tendencies, whether it be to, um, substance or people or peak experiences. Um, and typically someone who is a leader, but not necessarily in a healthy way. Um, so maybe somebody who has a following and, and has, you know, teaches something around sexuality or relating, um, but really has held on to it being about them and them being, you know, that prophet like, um, personality. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. It just triggers a certain something in me. Um, it brings up all my anxious attachments. So I really set the intention, this burn to, you know, notice it as it happens and then say no. And of course, you know, I get there, I walk onto the desert, I'm getting there, there's a whiteout and it was a pilgrimage and walk into camp with a couple of my dear friends. And literally the second I sit down, this beautiful man appears before me. And we immediately have this explosive electricity. It's incredible where, you know, what feels like really needing each other. And, and just so you have an idea, this is, this is the typical of how it goes for me is like, wow, I feel mad. And these really heightened feelings of like, oh my God, like instantly bonded, which is typically trauma bonding, um, for me speak to my experience and just like deeply intimate in the first five minutes. And, you know, those feelings of like, I love you. And, um, those typically have exploded for me later on, but I, I noticed it. I felt it. And, and I, I was like, okay, I'm noticing this is happening. We're going to see, you know, we're going to see. And turns out he has a fiance and so he's not available, um, which in the past has certainly been even more attractive to me when somebody is not available. I've tended to go for that. Um, so he was checking all the correct boxes um, for past Meredith. And, and I was noticing it as it was happening. And and we connected more and we're flirting and so much sexual tension and it's hot. And um, yeah, and we had a play party the first first official night of burn for just our campmates. 
and he comes up to me and wants to connect, asked me if he can connect. And I said, yes, and I need to talk. And, and he was being very affectionate with me. And I just saw the opportunity in that moment, like past me would have just dived right in, made a mess of it, you know, really caused tumult, like wouldn't have even, um, put attention on the fact that he has a partner and all those things. And so I'm owning that about myself. And, and then there is the other moment where I was like, Oh, I can name what's happening for me here. And I chose that this time. And that felt huge. And I named that it felt unsafe for me to connect with him in that way. Even though my pussy desired it, of course she was like super turned on. And, um, but in that moment I chose, I chose my heart you know, and, and I'm really learning to connect them both, um, moment to moment. Like sometimes my pussy has these ideas of things that she wants that aren't necessarily the best, but she's turned on and wants sex and that's beautiful. And how do I connect her to my heart? You know, like how to both get nourished in a safe, responsible way. And which in the past I've seen as boring, right? But now I'm really getting that secure, healthy attachment is any fucking thing but boring. So more on that. But so I really stood for myself in that moment. And it was so powerful. It's like one of the most powerful moments of my life to walk away from this thing that felt, you know, close, like close to the partnership that I wanted. And like I had so many notes of the things that I've been craving to say no. And And I walked out of that room just feeling so in my power and so right with myself and so proud that I said no and really took care of myself. And then I got other chances with another man. It's just like I kept getting all of these practice moments to say no. And it was incredible to be like, no, 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 you know? And, and the more I said no to things that weren't aligned, the more alive and the more full of energy and the more turned on about life I felt, you know, I just felt so true to me and it takes, I'm just, you know, honoring myself for the courage that I had to do that because it really has taken a village to get me to this place where I can say no, you know, it's taken a village and in a lot of years, 10 years or 12 years to, to love myself this much where I can say no, you know, to really get to this place where I truly feel like love is never lost. And I'm not afraid to lose love from some external person because I am so full onto myself. And that is revolutionary for me to love myself at this level. And so, yeah, so, so beautiful saying no. And then, and then I got to have my big yes, you know, with this, this man that I've known for many years and kind of have avoided because there was so much electricity, I couldn't handle it. And, and maybe it didn't look quite as shiny or, you know, as what I think it should look like. And Um, but you know, what I now get is actually even more deeply beautiful, which is safe, secure, like honest, honest, honest connection 
And that is even more deeply alluring. And it's like, I, I can relate it in my body to, yes, the explosive, you know, fireworks are like clitoral stim- stimulation. But this other kind of connection that is secure and grounded and deeply connected is like womb level activation, like womb level opening. Like it's the kind of safe where you open at that depth. And that's the thing that I truly want. And so I ended up having a beautiful three days with this incredible man. And it was so, the thing that even felt more amazing to me is like, this connection feels incredible and beautiful and grounded and safe to me. And I hold the desire for more connection with this human while simultaneously holding being okay with any outcome. Like I adore this man and I would like to connect with him more and I'm completely okay and full if we never do again. And both are perfect. And to truly feel that, like actually truly feel my truth in that and not, you know, for so many years I I was like, I wanted to get to the place where I could feel this, feel like how I feel in this moment right now. And I would say the words, but wasn't actually fully embodying it. But to feel myself truly here in this spot is like, wow, you know, like it feels so good to be lovingly detached from, from any outcome and to hold myself with such reverence and knowing that regardless of what happens, I am okay. This is like a whole new level of knowing myself and, and I hope to inspire that in others and you know, I'm here to help with the journey there because, wow, it's incredible freedom like I never even knew was possible to feel this, to feel this right with myself is a whole new level of freedom and a deep gratitude for the journey. It's like I needed all of those things before this to get to this and I feel in this moment I could die happy regardless of if I ever have a partner or not, regardless of if, you know, my coaching business like is top tier or not. Like I am living my purpose. I am living aligned with self. I am living my deepest truth. And it just keeps getting better. And I just have such deep gratitude for that. And yeah, so those are some of my big learnings. Let's see what else was there. Yeah, the other big, wow, some of my most favorite frames and my most favorite moments of this burn. One night I went out with my dear friend, Cat, Wildcat. I love you, girlfriend, if you're listening. <laughs> and and it seemed to be a theme for both of, both of us, this burn was like me. I'm doing me and who, you know, if somebody wants to get on the ride, then great. If it feels aligned to go towards something, then move towards it. If it doesn't, then don't. And we had this beautiful journey. And 
started out with another friend and then it ended up being the both of us. And we were just following our pleasure and like truly taking our time. We got on our bikes and we were in no rush and it just felt so good to pedal slowly and feel every, you know, feel the wind and, and look at things and, and see where we want to go and maybe pull up somewhere. And we pulled up to this one place, which was like the, the popular party that night and get there and see the line down the street and say, you know, actually I don't need that. Like I don't need to be at that party just because it is the party of the night and feel truly like, no, I want to go do me. I want to go dance where there's space and trust the journey there. And we got on our bikes and rode all the way back across Playa and landed in front of Mayan Warrior. And if you've been to Bern, you know that Mayan Warrior is like a big to do. And and anywhere they are, there's a huge crowd, which is amazing. And we chose to stand, you know, to 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 park our bikes on the periphery and like and dance where there was nobody else. And and to feel that truth and like I don't need to be seen by anybody else. I don't need to dance with anybody else unless I truly want to. But I can dance back here by ourselves, by myself. We were like dancing together, but on our own. Oh my God. It was so, it felt like a religious experience. I was like seeing God just dancing for me, dancing wildly, like with abandon just for me. Oh, it's one of the most liberating, freeing experiences of my life. And to dance however the fuck I wanted, like I didn't give a shit who was looking and just to be so in my pleasure and my body and have my hands on my body where I wanted to touch myself if I wanted to, you know, and then play with cat and then come back to myself. And, oh God, it was a spiritual experience. And that for me is such a big deal because most of my life I ran away from being with me. I was so afraid to feel lonely because I felt so lonely most of my life that that I would have that would have been a terrifying moment for me to be just so you know like oh my god like we're out with a crowd what do I do but to truly to truly love being with me and not need to be with a group of people to be okay because the truth is when I was living in that way I would be in a group of people and still feel like the loneliest human on the planet, you know? So to truly feel at peace with myself way out there in the middle of nowhere, just so joyful and turned on by life, just dancing with me, that was a miracle moment for me. And then what I loved about that is when I truly released needing, you know, like let go of like that neediness around, you know, trying to get something by being with other people, trying to get other people to solve my loneliness and not having that, that void in myself. Like my magnet was just on and there, you know, in every moment I had opportunity to connect and, and I could have been with people all the time if I wanted to. And I got to say yes when it felt true and no when I really felt I needed time to myself to regenerate and to feel that like oh wow when I truly drop when I drop it 
when I, you know, when I really am in this place of true sovereignty and true power and like my cup is overflowing, I don't actually need to do anything to have connection. It comes and I'm a projector. So for those of you who know anything about human design, like that for me is the ultimate is just being the truth of who I am and allowing invitations to come my way. So it's going to work different for everybody um, and everybody's system. But for me, that is my true essence is, is being me at my fullest and then allowing invitations to come my way. Um, and every, you know, everybody is going to have something different and how that works for them. But, but I really felt so aligned with that and it was amazing to feel like me just fully being me is enough. It's actually more than enough. Um, and that was just incredible. And oh, let's see what else. I mean, gosh, so many other, oh, oh, I love this one. Um, so within camp, and I'm just going to ramble here as these things come to mind. So it's going to be a little disjointed, but that's, you know, it's perfect. And um, yeah, it, within camp, every camp member has to have three two-hour shifts. And you get to choose your shifts and what they are, but but it's all about being part of keeping camp running. You know, there's shifts to cook, there's shifts to clean, there's shifts to all different kinds. And and this one day I, I picked a greeting shift, which I love. Um, I love this service shift. It just feels like fun to me um, where – we stand over by our domes and we have all these boards and they have the schedule for all the workshops that we have happening. And as people come in from Playa and, you know, look at the boards and, you know, decide where they want to go and figure out where things are. Like I was the greeter. So I get to welcome them and show them where the domes are and kind of talk to them about what's happening and, and just like chat and connect about our offerings. And, and I love it. And um, this one afternoon, we were having a massive whiteout. I mean, I've never experienced one like that on Playa before. And the winds were blowing. You couldn't even see five feet in front of you. But nonetheless, like, God bless burners. Like, people were coming in by the dozens, still wanting to do our workshops. If if you're new to burn, Naked Heart is an amazing place. And a lot of people, you know, were well known on Playa for the incredible offerings that we have. So thank you to anybody listening who showed up during the middle of that that whiteout, like you're amazing. Um, but yeah, I was sitting there and I was sitting in this chair and, and watching people run around and, you know, there's certainly some frantic energy, frenetic energy in the middle of a whiteout like that, because it's a, it's, it's a little scary. And I've certainly felt scared during the past. Like you could be out in the middle of nowhere and all of a sudden this whiteout rolls through and you can't go anywhere because you're like lost your sense of direction because you can't see anything and you have no touch point for where you're supposed to go or, you know, you just don't know. And, and I was just sitting in this chair feeling so serene and peaceful and surrendered. Like there's chaos happening all around me and I'm here and I'm okay. And I'm at peace and, and just like, like watching it all happen. But my nervous system feeling so safe with myself, so secure, so grounded, so stable. And not only that, but also joyful, like finding joy and, and pleasure amongst the chaos. 
never experienced. I mean, it's something that I've dreamed of, um, being able to experience that and feel that and feel just so in my impenetrable spot amidst the crazy world that we live in. And I, I really got that. And I just sat there with this smile on my face under my mask, like, wow, what a miraculous moment. Like, I am so joyful. I am so happy. All of these things are happening around me and I'm okay. And I'm, I'm, I'm just happy to be alive, you know, and almost this like, this like emptiness and in a really good way of like, wow, all this stuff is happening. And and I really don't have very many thoughts right now. And that, that feels really good. And, and I'm, and I'm, carrying that over into my life outside of burn like I come back to work this week and I feel that and um I got on the bus I got on the burner bus to get off Playa on Sunday and our bus broke down four times a six-hour bus ride turned into like a 12-hour journey home and and our bus had to pull over on the side of this major highway in the desert and I was just sitting out there you know like completely unperturbed like wow yeah we're here and I'm here right now in this moment, and this moment is okay. And having all the trust that like it's gonna work out, like I'll get home at some point, and I'm okay. We're all here together, like really, truly. And in a moment like that, even five months ago, I, I would have been in panic. I would have been, oh my god, so annoyed and agitated, and why? And you know, and to be in that moment and feel just deep faith and trust and and it always comes down to safety for me right like this like you know like oh I will survive feeling um it's like wow so so you mean to tell me all along (laughs) this has been possible and of course we come to everything in our own perfect timing and I'm so grateful to be getting there now and and it's like a whole new place of peace me and I used to equate peace with boring and that is just so not true and and I want to speak to that too is like I think there's this idea that if life is serene and peaceful then then it's boring and and purposeless and pointless and and why and I'm like oh my god no when I'm coming from a place of peace and serenity the amount of energy an overflow I have to pour into my purpose and my pursuits is like never ending. It's like literally a never ending overflowing cyclical fountain that is available to me at any time. Um, so yeah, huge, huge fucking deal for me. Um, let me feel into if there's anything else that I have right now in this moment. That feels important. Yeah, here's a good one. Um, again, a little tangential, but and actually, actually, this does connect. Is when I'm in that place of peace, other people's experiences they don't affect me. You know, everybody on Playa, like, it's hard, it's beautiful, it's terrifying, it's it's ecstatic, it's so many feelings, and so many people are going through their own process, and 
you know, past me if a friend had come to me and been having a really hard time or was triggered or even triggered about me, I would have gotten on the ride of like, I need to fix it or I'm bad or I did something wrong. And, and certainly a couple instances came up where people were triggered about me and, and I really got to be with it and be like, well, is there a place where I can take responsibility where I'm not? For a way that I am treating somebody or making somebody feel. And I really looked into it and I and I, I got clear in these two particular instances that it actually wasn't about me. And just a little backstory for me, I've always overtake like taken like overly taken responsibility, like always made myself wrong and like I need to be fixed or I need to fix something. So this felt like a huge deal for me personally to be realizing that these people's experiences were about them. Like I was triggering something in, in them, you know, that actually wasn't about me. It was about them and their power. And, and I have to say, and like also give myself so much credit for how I showed up this burn so fully in my power in a way that I never have in my life before. And just feeling like I, so I deeply know myself. And of course there's always more, but like, really feeling truly in my power and my turn on and my joy, you know, like really, and it is true is like when we are in our power in that way, it, it probably is going to piss people off. You know, it's going to trigger, trigger other people because so many humans on this planet aren't, and I don't blame them. It's a fucking hard place to live in our fullness. You know, we live in a world where that's not really accepted. Um, not in a lot of circles, you know? So of course, and I have compassion for that. And it's not mine to take on. I can't fix it for them. So in the moments where I felt that and I saw that, I was like, oh, I have a choice here. Either I can feel bad, like I upset somebody, or I can let them have their experience. And I chose that. I chose to let them have their experience in you know, when they came up to me and named the trigger, like I didn't, I didn't apologize. I didn't, you know, I didn't, I didn't go into the old behavior of being like, well, I triggered them. So I must be bad or wrong. And I also looked, you know, where I could, if there were a place where I could take responsibility and notice when it was clear that it wasn't about me said, no, thank you. Like, you're welcome to go do your work, but I can't be a part of it. And that for me felt like a major relief. Like, oh my God, I don't need to carry that. I don't need to make myself small to make other people feel comfortable. I also don't need to rub it in their faces, but I don't, I no longer am willing to play small. And I accept that that may piss people off. And, and that's okay. Like there, that's theirs to chew on. And, and it felt amazing to be in that place. And I'm just feeling deep gratitude for that in this moment as I digest that here with you. Um, yeah. And I think for right now that feels complete. There's certainly more I could go on and on and on about all the beautiful things. I think Next podcast will be about letting myself have the sex that that I need and feels nourishing and safe, and that feels like a whole podcast unto itself, so I think I'll save that for another day. 
and complete here. And yeah, maybe you got something out of that. Maybe you didn't. Maybe you think I'm crazy. That's okay too. <laughs> um, but yeah, I love you. Thank you for listening. If you have any questions, comments, you can find me over at Meredith Lynn on Instagram and on Facebook. I'd love to connect with you and just send you so much love, joy, bliss, happiness, sending from my my overflowing cup into yours and wishing you a beautiful day. Much love. Thank you for listening to Serving Love Podcast. If you liked what you heard, please share with your friends. You can find me on social media as Meredith Lynn. Until next time, I wish you lots of love. Thank you.